Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. We're back. We're back. Back in black. Now back in pewter and red. There we go. That's better. Yeah, I know y'all missed us. <laughs> We've come out of our depression. <laughs> We're you ready know, to face the world again. You know, that was a large part of it. I mean, we took time off and we blamed it on the off week. A large part of it was depression with the Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, this stuff affects me. It does, too. And what affects me the most is all the shit talking, everyone disparaging the team. And I get that reaction. I don't necessarily fault people for it. I don't like it. That's why I kind of withdraw, because it upsets me. Yeah, you're very sensitive to that. I am. Me, on the other hand, I want to fight with people. (laughs) I want to tell them they're wrong. (laughs) Let's start with that. Okay, they're wrong. Everything you hear coming from all the local media, all the podcasts is wrong. They're wrong. One of the big things, and I wanted to do clips. I wanted to take, because I listen to all the podcasts, every single one of them. And they, see me, I withdrew, and I haven't listened to anything. Well, yeah, right, yeah. See, that's the difference. Like, like I said, it's my delicate little woman feelings. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> when we lose a game, that's when I really dive into the film. When we win, I don't dive into it as much. So this film, I've just been. You want answers. Yeah, I want to know what happened. And with the with this game, everybody knows Jameis screwed up. That's a given. I said that in the last podcast. 90% of the problem was Jameis. But it wasn't what everybody said. It wasn't his interceptions and his turnovers as much as it was his scrambling out of the pocket. For no reason. For no reason. He was feeling phantom pressure. And that just... Every single sack that Gerald McCoy got... Was because Je- because Jameis Winston ran into him. Every he just wanted one. to hug his own friend. <laughs> he gave him one big bear hug. That should have been a penalty. If you watched the film, oh yeah, he belly flopped on him. Yes, if you watched the tape I showed, he launched, left his feet, put all of his weight on Jameis Winston. That is the very definition of a penalty. But I'm not going to go there. What I'm going to say is everybody that's done podcasts, that's done written articles. They talk about Winston's interceptions and his fumbles, his turnovers. The vast majority of them were not his fault, especially, and this is the one that drives me crazy, the Luke Keekley one, the one where it looked like he threw it right to Luke Keekley. Look at the game film. Look at the game film. Go look at the video I did. Jameis Winston got hit when he threw that pass, and nobody's talking about that. Nobody at all. Jameis Winston got hit while he threw that pass. It was the fault of the running back. All the running backs blocked like crap. Now, I'm going to give it up. We we got a lot of crap from Carolina fans for not giving them credit for having an awesome defense. Um, You're listening to the wrong podcast. If you want to hear good shit about the Carolina Panthers, listen to a Carolina Panthers podcast. Right, yeah. I'm, it's not going to be here, folks. I'm not, I'm not going to give the Carolina Panthers defense any credit. Hell no, we're not going to give them any credit. Here's what I will give credit to is the scheme. I think that they saw our running backs do a shoulder block almost every time they do shoulder blocks. And they just told their blitzers to just olay them, you know, and it worked almost every time. Jameis Winston got hit on that interception to Keekley. That was not a direct thing. It had nothing to do with Keekley. Keekley just happened to be standing there. Was it just his elbow? His elbow got no. knocked? No, that, that was, was another one. one. That was another one, yeah. The Bruce Irvin one. Yes. Almost every interception Jameis threw, I don't fault Jameis for. The first one, it's like, eh, you know, there was pressure coming in from Josh Wells on the right. Jameis had to get rid of the ball. He scanned the field, and he had to get rid of the ball. He felt the pressure coming from the right, so he just threw it to Evans. You could say that was a that bad decision. Right, don't you just throw it out, out of bounds? At That's that what he should have done, yeah. But uh, Bruce Arians said Evans wasn't in the right spot. Evans didn't come back for the ball. But you could say that the Carolina Panthers were in the right position. So I would say it was a wash. It was it was a it was bad on everybody. But you know it wasn't Winston's fault in particular. You can't say hey that was Winston's. It was a bad decision. It was bad. He had pressure. Josh Wells did get beat on that, which I do want to bring up as a fact check and follow up. This is a weird one. 
because it really doesn't have nothing to do with the podcast, more about the video. I did not show Josh Wells getting beat on that first play. He got beat miserably on that one. And it caused Winston to have to throw the ball when he didn't want to. He he threw the ball late. He had Mike Evans open real early. He threw the ball late, but it was after he scanned the field. I want that out of Winston. I want him to scan the field. He needs to scan the field more. But just about every other throw was not his fault. He got hit with that Keekly pass, and nobody's talking about that. Everybody's saying it was just a bad decision on Winston's fault. I wanted to get clips from all the podcasts. Every single podcast I listened to, they pointed that one out as Jameis Winston just being horrible. And that was not Jameis Winston being horrible. That was Jameis Winston get hit while he threw it. And it caused an errant pass, and it just happened to go right to Keekly. So, you know, I'm going to say, just like I said after reviewing the film, Winston was 90% of the problems with this game. No question about that. But it was his scrambling that was the problem. Not his decision-making. Eh, well... It yes. was still, yeah. It was it was James Winston's decision making. If you watch the video, I point out like he had a lot of open receivers, a lot of times he didn't see them, didn't hit them. But the interceptions mainly not his fault. Anyhow, my point being is that all Tampa Bay Times, all the local media are coming down on Winston and the coaching staff. The coaching staff in particular, I think with Winston, he's always kind of the favorite scapegoat. And this is a big year for him. And that was a Jameis Winston meltdown that we've oh, yeah. become accustomed to over the years. Oh, yeah. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. I mean, you're going to get the Brett Favre games. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with people pointing out that Jameis Winston screwed up. Hold him accountable. But let's keep this in mind. He's the best quarterback we've ever had. 100%. No questions asked. Best quarterback we've ever had. And if you want to get rid of him, who's going to replace him? I think it's fair to say if after this season he has another, if by the end of the season he has more games like this than he has good games, I think at that point you go, yeah, okay, we're done with him. That makes sense. But there's a problem with that logic is, like I just said, who do we replace him with? There's nobody on the market coming up. There's no free agents coming up that are better. Wait, wait, Trevor Simeon? Is that who you want? Case Keenum. Case Keenum? <laughs> I mean, who are we going to say is better than Jameis Winston? I heard that Marcus Mariota might be available. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> well, I mean, we we swapped out the Dabakong Sioux for Marcus for uh, McCoy. We might as well swap out Jameis Winston for Mariota. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's nobody better out there. Jameis Winston can win football games. He's a good quarterback. He's the best quarterback we've ever had. If you take away, you know, when they go to other teams and win Super Bowls, Trent Dilfer. We don't need to go through the list. Yeah, we let's all not know. go through the list. <laughs> so I understand people moaning and complaining about Jameis Winston, but you can't complain about something if you don't have an alternative solution in place. If you don't have an alternative solution, then just shut them up because you deal – you, you work with the cards that dealt with you. And we've got Jameis Winston. Now, this guy can throw three, four, five hundred yards a game. We talk about the second best wide receiver in the league is Chris Godwin with six games. The number one wide receiver has seven games. Chris Godwin has played one less game as in second place. Who do you think's throwing in the ball? It's not like he's running out there and it's just magically teleporting in his hands. No, that's Jameis Winston throwing the ball. Mike Evans dropped three passes in that last game. That could have changed the whole game. But we're not going to talk bad about Mike Evans because he's elite. But Mike Evans dropped passes. O.J. Howard, same thing. O.J. Howard, You got the Patriots calling about him. Right, yeah. You know, O.J. Howard is elite. People are complaining about we're not using him correctly. I'm saying he's not catching the damn ball when we throw it to him. Yeah, that first game against San Francisco, he was responsible for, what, one interception at least. Yep. And it hasn't gotten much better. He's not doing terrible, but he's got too many attempted one-handed catches Mm -hmm. where they go right off his fingertips. Uh, Does he have – has his ego got inflated because everybody talked about how great he was going to be this year? And everybody's talking about his top-tier tight end. So is he trying to make these spectacular catches to get clips on ESPN or whatever? I don't know. That one pass was right at him, and he just stuck one hand out and didn't even try to catch it. I mean, it was it was, it was was almost a Deshaun Jackson attempt. But 
people are talking about we need to use more tight. Yes, I would like to see more three tight end sets because we have three of the best tight ends in the league. I would really like to see them get Brait more involved because him and Jameis tend to hook up a lot and for big plays and touchdowns. Here's the problem I have with that. Getting the ball out in receptions are not the problem. We are dominating the league in that aspect. So having another good receiver out there is not going to help us win games. It's them catching the ball, doing what they're supposed to do. That's what's going to help us win games. Mike Evans, catch the ball. O.J. Howard, catch the ball. When it thro- when it gets thrown to you, catch the ball. Scotty Miller? Scotty Miller. I, you know... <laughs> I, th- I, th- gotcha. I think the guy's got a lot of potential, man. He's fast, he's shifty, and he was open quite a bit. He has been open. Jameis just doesn't see him. One, because he's tiny, and two, because Jameis can't see. We think there's a problem with that, <laughs> don't we? there's a problem. Molly brought that up, and I, I believe it. I've I been think- saying it for years. Yeah. He cannot see. As someone who can't see a field, <laughs> well, I can't now, but right, right. She I got, had. She got LASIK surgery, now she can see, and it's. But beforehand, I had 2,400 vision, so. I was legally blind, I think. I, I think there might be something to that that he see, does not you have. You see him squinting on the sideline all the time. All the time. But Jameis Winston is not the problem. Yes, he lost us two games this year. I would say San Francisco and Carolina. He lost those games. Carolina fans, you want to think that your defense is all that? It's not. Go listen to a Carolina Panthers podcast. Yes, every single sack that... Uh, Gerald McCoy got was because Jameis Winston ran into him. Almost every sack they got was because Jameis Winston ran into them. Donovan Smith has been playing great. Lights out. Normally, and you know, if anybody listens to this podcast, I am a huge Donovan Smith detractor. I think he has sucked for four years. I did not agree with this contract he got, but he has proved me wrong. He got this contract. He's playing lights out. He had two, maybe three instances in the Carolina game where he got beat. One of them didn't matter because the, the play went to the other side. But that's that's going to happen to every defensive tackle or offensive tackle. Normally, he gets six or seven times a game. I mean, he has stepped up his game. Our offensive line is above average. Now, I sat and I went through. I'm not a, I'm not a stat guy. I just, I don't care. I'm a Jimmy and Joe guy. I'm, I'm about who beats who. I don't give a crap about stats. But I think they're a tool. So I went through all the stats, all of them, everything. You can't name a stat that I didn't look through to figure out what in the hell is going on. Now, we all know our secondary has given up a lot of pass yardage. We're worst at the bottom of the league in pass yardage. But then our defense is also top of the league at run stuffing. And I mean, not just top of the league. We're dominant. And it's not like we're pulling linebackers in. We're pulling safeties down. We're not stopping the run because of scheme. We're stopping the run because Vita Vea, Damakangasu, Golston, Barrett, and Nassib are just great at stopping the run. It has nothing to do with our linebackers. It has nothing to do with our safeties. It's not the scheme. It's those guys are just really good, really good at stopping the run, really good. And it's crazy how good. I've never seen a defensive line this good at stopping anything coming their way. So let's break this all down. We have the best quarterback the Buccaneers have ever had. He's a quarterback that 80% of the league would scramble to get. If he goes on the free agency market, he will be picked up. I mean, name, name a quarterback out there better than him that's not in the top 10 of the league. You can say Drew Brees. You can say Tom Brady. You can say... Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Uh, maybe Matt Ryan. Technically, I would say Matt Ryan, but when it comes to the oomph, Matt Ryan doesn't have it. Uh, God, yeah, that's about it. I mean, that's where when James Winston is in that tier. Then we look at our receivers. We got Mike Evans, second best receiver in the league, I think. Uh, Chris Godwin. You can look at our tight ends. We have three elite tight ends. One of them hasn't even seen the field yet. I'm waiting for them to bring him up. And put him out there on the field. But O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray. Tanner Hudson. Yes, I want to see him on the field. Our running backs, not too bad. Not too shabby. Their run or their pass protection is god-awful. But as right, far but, as running goes, they're average. Okay, well, I will give I will give the Carolina Panthers credit for that last week. Or whenever we played them. Week six. They knew that coming in, 
the running back's pass protection was designed a certain way, and they beat that. They did not beat our offensive linemen. They beat our running back in pass protection. But as far as running goes, they're pretty decent. They're pretty good. I mean, Ronald Jones definitely has the ability to break off some big ones. Uh, Peyton, he's hard to stop. It's hard to stop him from getting three yards. Oh, yeah. He likes hitting people, too. Yes. he's he's He aims for contact. Our defensive line is probably the best in the league. Our secondary, people like to crap on them. But looking at the stats, and we're going to get to this, the stats, yes, we give up the most pass yards per game. But we don't give up the most pass yards per play. Teams are throwing on us because they can't run on us. When they throw on us, we are first in the league. For attempts, they throw 41.7 times a game on us, okay? We are 23rd in the league for rushing attempts. They only rush 23.5 times a game on us. That's a huge disparity. Now, you would think if our secondary sucks and they're throwing 41, 42 times a game on us, that they'd be lightened up. I mean, that'd be, that'd be tearing a defense up if our secondary sucked. But you know what? Our secondary's only given up 7.7 yards per game, per completed pass, which makes them 11th in the league. What? Right. 11th best. Like, there are 10 teams better than us. No. 11th worse. So there's 10 teams worse than us. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But if you look at it, you would think our secondary sucks because they give up all of this these passing yards a game. But they're not really. They're just getting thrown at a lot. Yeah. And to only give up 7.7 yards. Now, when you factor in all the incompletions, because the completion percentage is 63.6% a game. You know what that is? 22nd in the league. 22nd. Our secondary is 22nd in the league for completions. The problem is, is that teams are just throwing on us. They're throwing because they can't run at all. I mean, goddamn, we've stopped. All the elite running backs. The elite running backs of Christian McCaffrey snuffed him twice. That freak. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you could say, of course, yes, I would like to see our secondary knocking every ball down, getting 50 interceptions, just being elite. But they're not as bad as everybody says they are. Vernon Hargreaves, yes, I would like him to play better. He gets beat some. He gets beat some. And his footwork, like, he's he falls a lot, it feels like. At least once a game, you're seeing him fall and then getting a reception on He's him. He's not playing physical enough for me. He's getting beat physically. Now, three times for three big passes, he's gotten shoved and pushed out of the way, and it wasn't called. That's three of them. That's huge. That's almost 100 yards. You take that away. If you if the refs would have done their job, you take 100 yards away out of six games, that's going to put us down defensively in our pass defense down in about 10th place. If you take those three away, but you know, <clears throat> the refs suck. We're not gonna we're not gonna deal with that right now. You know, you you got to beat the refs. They're the second team on the field that we've got to beat. We just have to deal with it. We're a small market team. The refs ain't gonna give us the cushion that they give Green Bay and Dallas and the Patriots and all that crap. We just have to deal with it. That's just how it is. It's life. That's how football is. That's how the game is. We just have to deal with that. It's gonna happen. Sack rate. We're thirteenth in the league. Attempts in the league, 250. This is just pass defense. We're eighth in the league. 20-plus yard passes. We've had 26. We're 11th in the league. 40-plus yard passes. We're eighth in the league. I'm still talking about the defense here. We're tied with the Falcons, the Bengals, and the Saints. The Saints, who everybody's like, oh, their defense is, you know, doing the shit. Yeah, we're tied with them for the most 40-plus yard passes. Passes allowed. Rushing. Average yards a game, 68. We're best in the league by a huge margin. The longest rush play we've given up, 19 yards. Wow. That's incredible. But surprisingly, it's only second best. The Vikings are first. They've allowed only one 18-yard rusher. Dang it. Attempts to, per game, 23.5. So it, it's crazy. You look at the stats, and I'm not a stat guy. I just don't believe in stats. I think stats can be manipulated anyway. Stats-wise, we're average. <laughs> we're an average team. We're 11th on almost everything, right around in that area. Touchdowns. We've given up six rushing touchdowns, 11 passing touchdowns. Six rushing touchdowns, that's 17th in the league, tied with the Bears and the Bills. 11 passing touchdowns, 11th in the league, tied with the Colts. Defensive touchdowns. We've allowed three defensive touchdowns. We've gotten three, or our offense has allowed three? Both. 
Oh, okay. We've gotten three. That ties us with the Patriots and the Seahawks, our defense. And they both played one more game than we have. We've allowed three. That's first place. We've allowed three touchdowns on defense. Our offense has given up three touchdowns to our opponent's defense. Points allowed, 185. We're top in the league with that. Now, that's the one that really got me. I'm like, why in the world have we given up so many points? So I went through. Do they account for those three defensive touchdowns that we've allowed? Yes, that's combined in there. So that's added in there. Yes. So it makes the defense look bad. So those 18 points. 21 points. Yeah, you say 18, but the kicks, 21 points. So I looked at everything I could look at to figure out what in the... And what I came up with is there were four drives, four drives that make the difference in everything. Now, the Buccaneers have one drive over 75 yards. And you know what happened? We fumbled. Every single one of our scoring drives have been 75 yards or less. Now, the Buccaneers' defense has given up four drives against four different opponents of 75 yards or more. Against the Carolina Panthers, we gave up that 99-yard drive. They scored a touchdown. Against the New York Giants, we gave up a 90-yard drive that scored a touchdown. Against the Saints, we gave up a 91-yard drive that scored a touchdown. And also against the Rams, we gave up an 85-yard touchdown that scored a touchdown. An 85-yard drive that scored a touchdown. That's the difference in us being 4-2 and two and 2-4. Two and four. Those drives. And I'm not saying it's the defensive fault because on three of those drives, we had penalties that should have been called. So you could say it's the referee's fault. But like we said, that's something we have to deal with as a Buccaneers team that the, the refs are not going to be on our side. So we have to – they're the second team on the field that we have to fight against. And they've been bad all season, not just towards the Bucs, but they've been – Atrocious. Atrocious the whole season. To everybody except for the Patriots, the Packers, the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, all the big big market teams. Ain't that, ain't that strange? But I'm not going to make that to blame. What I'm saying is that our secondary is not the problem. And that's what you're hearing as the narrative. You're hearing the secondary, the offensive line, Jameis Winston, and the coaching. Coaching's not the problem. I love watching our offense. Our offenses, they come up with some great schemes. We have open receivers. Jameis doesn't see them. Jameis has lost us two games. I will say that. And I'm a Jameis defender. Jameis has lost us two games. Our secondary, everybody loves to crap on VH3. Would I like him to play better? Yeah. Uh, I think his biggest fault has been special teams because he's been out there on punt returns. And obviously he doesn't like that. He's not giving a whole lot of effort. But now that Ryan Smith's back there. Killing it on special teams. Oh, my God. He is killing it. Four outstanding plays on special teams week six. That was great. He's also rested. (laughs) Oh, that's another thing. Against the Saints, we looked extremely tired. Yeah. We had no passion. Just flat. Yeah. And it was kind of the same thing against the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. We looked confused and kind of befuddled, you know. But we didn't we didn't screw up that much. Uh Devin 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 White screwed up twice. That cost us a lot. I mean he he screwed up on the uh touchdown to McCaffrey. That was one hundred percent totally his fault. He messed up in coverage, left McCaffrey wide open, and then he screwed up against uh coverage on Olsen that got I think it was a twenty six yard pass, something like that, on one of these drives. But that's the difference. That's the difference. It's not It's not that our secondary sucks. It's not that our offensive line sucks. It's not Jameis Winston sucks. These guys don't suck. Jameis Winston is the best quarterback we've ever had. Our offensive line is playing above average. Our secondary is playing above average. You look at the stats, you go, eh, maybe not. But then when you break it down, they're giving up. They're about average as far as yards per successful play on reception. And when, it, when you break down how many... Passes are incomplete. It takes them right to average. So they're playing average. They're not the problem. And I think that we need some perspective here, too. We saw a crappy secondary last season. We had Brent Grimes, who didn't even want to be there. He didn't care. And didn't want to do his job or what he thought was not part of his job. We We had Mike Smith doing this defense that was predicated all on keeping everything in front of you. You know, so we were just giving up yards after yards after yards. Teams just marched down the field on us. And, you know, I say that these four drives are the key. I mean, they're not, it's not the end all be all. There is no answer to this. There's no, you can point your finger at this person, that person, this person, that position, the coaching staff, or whatever. It's just that a hall hasn't meshed yet. 
That's the sense I get too. Even with the offense, yes, I, I feel much. like the tight ends haven't hit their stride yet. I feel like the receivers, with the exception of Godwin, haven't really clicked yet. We haven't seen Mike Evans really go off like we've been accustomed to him performing. If he would have caught those three passes that were thrown to him, two of them bounced right off his hand. You know what? That would have changed back. the game. That would have changed the game. I take that back. We did see him go off that one game. What, it was like 190 yards, three touchdowns. For the Rams game? What game was it? Anyway, <laughs> he's had one game where he went off. We yes. need to see more of that. Yes, we do. And that goes to show that Winston's not bad. I mean, Winston's getting the balls to him. And the scheme is not bad at all. I love watching the scheme. I loved watching Dirk Cutter's scheme. Dirk Cutter's was, it was great. I mean, he was, he got guys open all the time. I mean, he was beating everything. Zone, man, anything you threw at him, Dirk Cutter had something to beat it. Uh, left which is play calling is not as good. But it's up there. Again, I feel like he hasn't hit his stride. There's so much of the team that I just don't think has quite gelled yet. I don't know if gelled is the right word, but I feel like they can only get they're only gonna get better. If I if you were to ask me, if you were to put a gun to my head and say, What happened? What has happened? I would say physicality. Our guys are not being as physical. Now you watch the first four games. Just take Ryan Jensen, for instance. I mean, Ryan Jensen was Fighting with everybody after every play, you know, and he was throwing guys down and and Vita Vea, the Domicong Sioux. I mean, these guys were just clobbering people. Last two games, not so much. And Vernon Hargreaves has been getting manhandled with the receivers. Now we're coming up with Tennessee. We're going to talk about that in a minute. They're very physical receivers. I worry about that with Vernon Hargreaves, but I think, I hope. Let me put it that way. I hope Vernon Hargreaves has realized. It's better to take a pass interference call than to get pushed out of the way and let the guy take get a catch. Because that's what's been happening with him. I mean, receivers have been pushing him out of the way and making a catch. Referees aren't calling it. I mean, our secondary's not getting beat. There's not guys wide open. Only, only with the, the linebackers' coverage. That's the only time you see uh, receivers wide open is when the linebackers are screwing up with their coverage. And it's basically all the linebackers except Levante David. Yes. Yeah. We well, went they, through inside all... linebackers. Right. right. Minter and Devin White. Yeah. Uh, there, there was one play with uh, Edwards. Now, I, I like Edwards, but I don't think he's ready yet. He takes weird angles. I don't like that. And he, he leaves guys open. There's one play where a wide receiver got open because Edwards took the wrong path. But generally... If you watch, when these guys catch the ball, our quarterbacks are right there. Even when they're getting pushed out of the way, they're right there. Yeah, it's decent coverage. You have some good catches. And good throws. Yeah. You have to throw very well against this defense. And it's just such a stark difference from last year when the defensive backs did not know where they were supposed to be or they weren't trying. Yeah, you would have receivers. There'd be nobody 10 yards close to them. You know, you'd have Brett Grimes. Somebody would catch the ball, and he'd run 10 yards and act like he was going to tackle and fall down, and the safety would have to come over and tackle him. You know, it was just – it was ridiculous how many – the Chicago game was a perfect example. Justin Evans. Yeah, Justin Evans. But we've seen a crappy secondary. This is not we've a crappy secondary. It. No, it's not. And I want, I want to see uh, Jamal Dean out there. I've really liked what I've seen from him. Bunting, eh, not so much, but Jamal Dean, I want to see him out there more. I haven't given up on VH3 yet. Would I like him to play better? Of course. You know. We need to see more plays like what he made during the first Carolina game when he won us the game. Yeah, let's not forget that. Uh, Carlton Davis. You know, he's given up some plays everybody's talking about. I think he's the second best receipt, uh, best cornerback for passes defensed in the league. Oh, really? Yeah, something like that. He also hadn't had a touchdown thrown on him until I think the Carolina game. Yes, yeah. Which which was perfect defense. I mean, he had perfect defense. That was just a great catch and throw by Carolina. It was, it was really a, damn near a, almost a miracle. I mean, hard, uh Carlton Davis had his arm between the receiver's hands, tried to get a ball out. It was it was perfect, but it's just how it worked. So, you know, our secondary is not that bad. I think they're above average. Our offensive line, above average. Our receivers, elite. Our defensive line, elite. Our quarterback, above average. There's no weakness on this team. It's just things haven't gelled yet. Things have happened. Uh, I mean, we're only two and four. 
one game away from three and three. You know, one of those games, the Giants game, we would just kick. Gay would have just kicked that damn field goal. We'd be three and three right now. I mean, you can always do hindsight stuff and what ifs, but that shows we we we're not getting beat. We're not getting curb stomped out there like we've seen for the past decade. I mean, we are just the fact that we gave up seven turnovers and we were still in that Carolina Panther game is incredible to me. Giants game, we should have won. New Orleans Saints, I hate to say it, they're just a good team. Yeah, they legitimately beat us. So we're at that level, if you ask me. I, you know, if you listen to podcasts, you know I'm saying we are fighting the Saints for the division title. Still believe it. And after watching the film all week, past two weeks, it's even more ingrained in me. We are a damn good team. Damn good. We just have to, I don't know, Jameis has to calm down. And he's really lost us two games. I would love to know what his trigger is. It seems like when it happens early, it just throws him off the whole game. Kind of how Cam Newton used to be. Right. That was the way to get to Cam. You just hit him early and then boom, the rest of the game, he was sulking on the sidelines and he was out there throwing ducks in the air. But Jameis Winston has more of a determination than Cam Newton. But everyone who says that we should get rid of Jameis Winston, my response is always, in replacing with what? With who? You're going to take a lottery pick on another draft? Who are you going to get in free agency? There's nobody coming up in free agency that's worth a crap. And we don't have the money. Right? We got all these free agents coming up next year. I just think that the best thing to do is to, you play with the cards dealt to you. Yes, Jameis Winston's going to have these crap games. He's going to get skittish. He's going to get the happy feet. He's going to make bad decisions. Uh, our secondary is going to give up plays. Now, when we talked to, at the beginning of the year, as soon as we got Todd Bowles, I was like, hey, our biggest problem is going to be deep passes. And that's been our biggest problem. <laughs> and, and the refs. Allowing those deep passes. Actually, if you would if you would take out if the refs would call what they should call, our our secondary would be way down of the list of bad secondaries. But hey, you can't bitch about that. So anyhow, everybody talking about the offensive line sucks, they're wrong. Everybody talking about Jameis Winston's turnovers were all his fault, they're wrong. Everybody talking about our secondary is the problem with the team, they're wrong. I'm telling you, we're going to get into the Tennessee Titans, and we're going to dive a little bit further into why everybody's wrong on this crap. Let's go. What do you got, Molly? Well, first of all, let me say I am glad that you're back to conducting the height train. <laughs> hey, I'm a homer. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I'm doing my part. Total unapologetic homers. Mm-mm. Now, wait a minute. I do hold people accountable. You know, I talk I talk shit about Devin uh, Donovan Smith. I'm, I'm talking crap about Devin White. Uh, Hargreaves could play better. Whitehead, though, oh my gosh, that guy's just incredible. Now, he makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But man, pff, his his motor is way, way, way above his mistake level. Vita Vea, Beast. The Vita Vea, I will talk crap about Vita Vea right now. You know why? Because last year, I said Vita Vea was going to take over Warren Sapp's position as a defensive tackle that the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans put on a pedestal. He's not lived up to that. Everybody's like, oh, Vita Vea's playing great. To me, he's not playing near as good as he should be playing. That guy is incredible. Best defensive tackle in the league, or nose tackle, whatever you want to call him. He is incredibly good, but he's not pushing it right now. He needs to get more oomph to him, more aggression. That Maybe he's waiting until the last half of the year, which I, I do think that that's something they're doing. But anyhow. I, there's plenty of I can complain about a lot. I will never talk about benching anybody or uh, cutting anybody. I'll talk about benching people all the time, but I'm not going to talk about because you know why? Because this is my team. I don't want to get rid of Jason Light. You know why? Because getting rid of Jason Light doesn't help the team. If we had somebody to replace Jason Light, if there was another GM that's sitting out there that was like awesome, I'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe. But there's not. Name somebody. I hear everybody talking about Jason Light sucks. We need to fire him because of Aguayo and. Uh, Noah Spence and all this good stuff. Okay, fine. Fire him. Get rid of him. Who are you going to place him with? If you don't have a solution, you're part of the problem. So don't come at me with, you know, oh, we need to cut uh, uh, James Winston. You know, we need to get rid of Hargreaves. We need to get rid of Light. Yeah, well, if you don't have somebody to replace him, all you're doing is hurting the team. And to me, the team is ownership all the way down to Waterboys. And that includes the fans. I am part of the team. And if I hate somebody on the team, all that does is hurt. Well, that does is hurt. So I do my part, man. I just try to uplift everybody. If, you, if you're sucking, I call you out only because I want you to play better. Not because I hate you and I want you off the team. 
What in the world is that going to do? I mean, look at Donovan Smith. I talked crap about him for four years. <laughs> I was like, he's like the worst defensive tackle in the league. Offense. Offensive tackle in the league. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> and uh, I'm like three beers deep right now. <laughs> and when we signed him to that huge contract, I was like, what are we doing? Now, I praise the guy. He's killing it over there. Killing it. He's playing through the whistle. He's playing tough. He's mean. Yes. So, you know, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. That's why I, I talked crap about him for four years just because of this. You know, now that he's playing great, I'm like, hey, give him all the props in the world. All right, so let's get let's get to Tennessee. What you got? Let's Molly? get to this. They are three and four. They are third in their division. A weak ass division. No kidding. Well, you know, the, the Texans ain't playing too bad. No, they're they're and the Colts aren't playing high. too bad either. <laughs> You're just saying that because of Jacksonville. Whatever. They are one and two at home. So good news for us. They got a crappy stadium. I think it's a it's like a college football field or something. It's a horrible stadium. At least it's not the Raiders stadium with the baseball diamond in the middle of it. Last one. Thank when the, when God. The move out, that annoys um, the shit out of me because they're all dirty. And then it's not like <laughs> I like that type of football. Yeah, but I don't watch base you know, it's, Yeah, I know, I know. I know what you're saying. And then the Baseball diamond is not even centered on the football field. It <laughs> annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> like, your OC, why? Your OCD's kicking I'm not in. even OCD at all. <laughs> Just annoying. Anyway, so they're three and four. They beat, you ready for this? Cleveland. Oh, man. Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. And the Chargers, which they only won the Chargers game because of that Melvin Gordon fumble. I watched that Chargers game, and the Chargers were beating them up and down the field. They were on the the. Four inch yard line. I mean, they were, they were, they did a quarterback sneak, didn't make it. And then there was that fumble, and it was like, oh my God. So Tennessee should not have won that game. Yeah, that was a freak that thing. That was a loss by the Chargers. And the Chargers suck. Do they? Yeah, they suck. Oh, that's a shame. The Titans have lost to the Colts, the Jags, Jesus, the Bills, and the Broncos. So they, the Broncos? The Broncos. First of all, They've had a super easy schedule. Cleveland, Atlanta, Chargers, Colts, Jags, Bills, and Broncos. No crap. We have the the hardest schedule in the league. You know who has the easiest schedule in the league? New England Patriots. Those rat bastards. Rat bastards. (laughs) We've had the hardest schedule, and we're two and four. I'm happy with that. I'm happy. I'm just happy it came like early in the season so we could get those out of the way. Yeah. But at the same time, that can ruin your season, too. No, not these guys. Depending on how. Not these guys. No. They're bought in. They're, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Mariota got benched against the Broncos. That's the big story coming out of this one. Yeah, you suck against the Broncos. You need to be benched. <laughs> oh, my God. We watched the Broncos. Did we watch this game? Oh, God. Was it? With Flacco. And Ugh. he is god awful. He, he doesn't just looks care. like he does not give a doesn't, shit whatsoever. He doesn't care. He is, like, thinking about his grocery list on the field. Yeah. I don't think I saw his lips move the whole time. Like, he's not talking or mm, smiling. No. Like, nothing. He stands away from the huddle. He's not interacting with guys. He's not trying to be he's a leader. He's basically getting sacked every other play. It doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't care. Yeah, Denver's... They're god-awful. They're in a state. They got rid of uh, Sanders, too. I know. <laughs> Their best receiver. That's okay, because I got Cortland Sutton on my fantasy team. I know. Team, so. I know. I tried to pick him up, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Molly. <laughs> The good news about the bye week is that I beat Ralph in fantasy. That's not good which news. Which never happens. That's not good news. I'll let you win. And then this week, I play his nemesis. You didn't let me win. I beat the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of you. You barely had 100 I think, points. I think you got a trophy this week for disparity. Probably. It was like 80-point disparity. Yeah. So, give me credit. I'm not trying to win this year. I can't win this year. All right. Let's not talk. Let's, yeah. We're All not right. talking fantasy football. <laughs> I'm hoping you win it this year. But then and everybody's going to say that I... I know, because women in. can't do sports. Whatever. Well, we all know that, but everybody's <laughs> going everybody's to say that. And then I'm going to have to like pump my chest out and defend you because women can't defend themselves <laughs> either. <laughs> defend my honor. I will defend that shit. Hey, that's why I got married. That's the whole marriage contract. <laughs> you kill bugs, defend my honor. I they do. These are women. do. I got, we got two women in the house, my daughter and my wife. And every time there's a bug, it's like I hear the scream from two rooms away. 
No matter if I'm sleeping or if I'm doing anything, I have to come kill the ant. I'll kill an ant. What was it, a moth the other day? I was like, I'm not killing a moth. You know how much mess they make? I took it outside. Because <laughs> moths do, man. They just make a mess everywhere. They just explode. Yeah, they do. Anyway, the Tennessee Titans. See, this is how boring the Tennessee Titans are. We're talking about bugs rather than the Tennessee Titans. God, they are They're boring. so boring. Boring. They're the 26th ranked offense. Largely, I think, because of Marcus Mariota. But the eighth ranked defense. They played. <laughs> they name played those Cleveland. teams again. <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland, Atlanta, Chargers, Colts, Jags, Bills, and Broncos. Oh my God! Is there a good offense in there? Eh, Colts maybe. Me? I don't know. I haven't watched any of the Colts. They're just skating by, man. The Colts are. The Titans offense. So their offensive coordinator last year was Matt LaFleur, the supermodel that went to the Green Bay Packers. That's right. And he Human Sean McVay got a uh, photo shoot coming out. <laughs> With their hot wives, too. Oh, yeah. We're not even going there. You notice how I shut up. I know, I'm like, you sure I'm, did. I'm drinking my beer. <laughs> their offense runs 44.5% of the time. Really? They run a lot. Yeah. That's which uh, is Derek probably, Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry, which is probably... He's a tank. Yeah. So, he's tied for Ezekiel Elliott for third most carries in the league. I calculated it. He averages 87 total yards a game with the average 72 rush yards and 14 receiving yards. So, he's not really a receiving back. He's a running back. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's I unusual. Know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Have we faced a true running back yet? Todd Gurley, maybe? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Shut him Hill. down. Yeah. So this is. He's a little dude, too. This is Derrick Henry's rushing yards. Against the Chargers, he had 90. Against Denver, he had 28. Jesus. Right. He averaged 1.9 yards a carry, with his long being six yards. Wow. Against Buffalo, he had 78 yards. Against Atlanta, he had 100 yards. Against- Atlanta sucks. You know, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you want to talk about a bad defense? Watch Atlanta. Dumpster oh. fire. And Quinn is in charge of that cramp. Yeah. I thought he was going to get fired this week. I really did. Me too. It shocked him out of me that he hasn't been fired yet. I don't know how he has his job. All the talent on that team, and they just suck. They're really, really, really bad. It reminds me of Mike Smith's defense. It's the cutter curse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is uh is uh when Quinn gets removed, is Cutter going to get the uh, head coaching job or... Raheem Morris. I know. That's hilarious. Someone on Twitter pointed that one out. I said Cutter, and then he mentioned Raheem Morris. I know. I was like, oh, I forgot about Raheem. Better. Which I heard he's coaching the wide receivers now or something. Morris is? That's what I heard, too. Yeah. That is really weird. It is strange. Anyway, back to the Tennessee Titans, who are so boring, we keep talking about other things. (laughs) We'd rather talk about bugs and the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) Everything is more interesting than the Titans. All right, Jacksonville, Derrick Henry had 44 rush yards. And Indianapolis, he had 82. Cleveland, he had 84. So he's only got two games under 70 yards, 75 yards. And they lost both of those, so. All right, I'm going to say this. I'm just going to jump in. You know, we we are the best run defense in the league. And everybody's like, well, why are we spending so much effort trying to stop the run when we can't stop the pass? You hear that? And it makes sense when you look at it. When you look at the numbers, you're like, eh, you know, they're throwing more, not passing more. It's It's a throwing. We are not spending any effort to stop the run. It's happening because our guys, our front four, are just that good. It's, we're not bringing linebackers in to stop the run. We're not bringing safeties down to stop the run. We're not doing run blitzes to stop the run. We're not trying to stop the run. We're just stopping the run because we're that good up front. You watch, the Dominic Sioux is incredibly good at getting off tackles and double teams. Hmm, that's and, a novelty. Yeah, right, I know. You hear Jerry McCoy talked about it his whole career. Oh, I get double teamed. Oh, I get double teamed. I get double teamed. <laughs> You watch Ndamukong Sue, he gets double teamed, he spins out of it and stops the run. It's a, it, I've never seen anybody do it the way he does it, and it's really an art. Like he's perfected his craft. He has perfected his craft. Uh, Vita Vea is just is so incredibly strong. If you watch him, and this was this is the problem he had at the uh, the first of last year, he was so worried about beating his linemen that he never paid attention to the ball. I mean, he was driving guys back five, six yards, and the runner would run right past him 
because he was just so like, oh, I'm pushing this offensive lineman back. But now if you watch him, he grabs hold of the lineman, lifts him straight up, takes all of his leverage away, and watches the ball. Wherever the ball goes, that's where Vita goes. And that lineman has no control over stopping him at all. And those two guys right there, there's no running up the middle with us. None. Shaquille Barrett makes no mistakes. He's never out of position. He never gets blocked. He he drives everything to the inside. <clears throat> I, I, I challenge anybody out there to show me Shaquille Barrett making a mistake yet. Wait, he made one, I think. Uh, he got beat. Didn't he fall? Yes, he got beat yeah. by a tackle one okay. time where he got pushed to the ground. Which was the first time. The first time, I know. I was like, Molly, you got to come see this. Was it Whitworth yes, at it the Rams, Rams game? Rams game. Yeah. That weird move he has where well, he pushes the shoulders down. That tie down. hold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you got Nassib on the other side. That That's his bread and butter, man. I mean, he looks for the run. And Bruce Arians' whole philosophy is rush the passer, stop the run on the way. So... You combine all that. We don't. It, it's not our linebackers. Our linebackers are not stopping the run. They're not coming down. We're not doing run blitzes. We're not bringing a safety in to stop the run. It's not like we're stacking the box. No, it's our front four doing it. Front four. Derrick Henry has no chance. Oh, yeah. I'm not even worried about him at all. And he's a straightforward runner, too. He's not an outside runner. You are not going to run <laughs> up the middle with us. That's, a, that's impossible. The only chance you have to run the ball is outside. And that's if, that's if you could beat our linebackers and our cornerbacks which they've got all the range in the world because they don't have to worry about up the middle. So anyhow, yeah, so Derrick Henry, not a factor at all. This is interesting, and I just realized this, the Chargers averaged 1.9 yards a carry against the Titans' defense. Titans' defense ain't nothing to fuck up with. Yeah, they had a combined 39 yards. That's that's something I'm worried about, their defense. Their run defense? Their whole their, defense. Their whole defense. Yeah, their secondary is pretty good, too. Well, the Chargers threw... I mean, not... They're saying, when I say their secondary is pretty good, that's funny. It's all relative. Yeah, they're not near as good as our wide receivers in our scheme. No way. The Chargers threw for 329 yards, or had 329 yards receiving, two touchdowns. So, they had some success against with the pass, not so much with the run. Well, and you also got to factor in that their quarterback for the Chargers, Philip Rivers, is really good. Yeah, I like him. Underrated, I think. But. Yeah, I think so too. But he's never taken them. I mean, they've gotten to the playoffs, but he doesn't seem to be able to take them that far. Or maybe it's the rest of the team. I don't know. I, I think it's more the coaching. Yeah. You know, they had uh, Norv Turner. Norv Turner. Oh, God. Again. Worst, worst coach. One of those boring people on the planet. <laughs> He is horrible. I don't know why people keep... He's like uh, the guy from New England that's back there as their offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels? He, yeah, horrible co- horrible coach. But I don't know. He keeps getting hired. I don't know how it happens. It's the Belichick coaching tree. Anyone from there can get a job. No. Well, yes, they get a job, but then they suck. <laughs> it's like Belichick's coaching tree dies at the roots. <laughs> that is the craziest thing. Cause, I mean, you look at Andy Reid... Um, Tony Dungy. I mean, all these great quarterbacks, Holmgren, they've had um, quarterbacks, uh, coaches. They have branches that go out. I mean, Dungy's coaching tree is still alive. Yeah. Belichick, none. None. Well, Nobody. His players are the same way. Right, yeah. They you go leave, to other teams and they're perfectly you, mediocre. It, that's why you have to say it's Belichick. I mean, I love Tom Brady. I think he's an awesome, awesome quarterback. I mean, his pocket presence is bar none the best in the league. But it's Belichick that makes that team. Again, the Tennessee Titans are so boring. <laughs> <laughs> we would rather talk about Bugs, the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> and the New England Patriots. Should we go through the rest of the AFC? Yeah, let's do right. it. Go ahead. Here's what worries me about Tennessee. And the Bucks have a habit of losing to... Backup quarterbacks or... Uh, well, you know, that's a yeah. bullshit thing. That's, you see, that's where stats get in the way of being idiotic. We just, we've just we just been losing. It doesn't matter if it's a backup quarterback or a quarterback that's been playing forever. Right. But there is something to continuity. So And there's something to not have a game film, too. Okay. Fair enough. So they've got Ryan Tannehill starting. Who this guy has who, no fear whatsoever of throwing the ball to a covered receiver. And had a really phenomenal game last week. Yeah. His quarterback rating was 120.1, threw for 312 yards. He completed 23 of 29. Yeah. With two touchdowns. 
and he got sacked twice. If you watch, though, a lot of those passes, man, I'm like, those should have been intercepted. Uh, you know, just they were tight window passes. He was very accurate, which which is a, is, is going to hurt us. But anyhow, go ahead. They've got our boy, Adam Humphreys. Right, who... He hasn't really been doing a whole lot this season. Well, that's because Mariota can't. <laughs> I thought it How'd he do with uh, Tannehill? Four receptions, 40 yards. Jesus. Four targets. So he caught all of his targets. Hmm. They're just not targeting him. They, their receiving core, they've got five receivers. Seems small to me. Okay. Yeah, they... they not yeah, a lot of depth. Yeah, they're not a uh, receiving-focused team. Let's put right. Right. Actually, got, actually, I don't know what they are, to be honest with you. I think they're they're just trying to get to the draft. Yeah. They've got Corey Davis and Tajay Sharp. Those are their two starters who Corey I've Dave. never heard of in my life. Corey Davis is pretty decent. He's on the injury report this week. There's 11 of them on the injury report. Yeah. But his was an illness, so he didn't practice Wednesday. came back Thursday, full practice. They've got Adam Humphreys, of course, and then Darius Jennings and A.J. Brown, who's their second round Draft pick in 2019. Who? A.J. Brown? <laughs> yeah. Never See, even heard of him. That's what I'm saying. Their receiving core is not anything to write home about. I mean, maybe that's not fair. They don't have many notable names. Yeah, my God. Buccaneer fans. Buccaneer fans. Look at this. Tennessee. Tennessee. We were we we picked first. They picked second in the, what was it, 2014 14 draft. So that we were equal. Look at the Tennessee team. What, what have they, they built? built? Yeah, in five years. They have no receivers, a crappy running back, who's basically just a tank that runs straight up the middle. Uh, they got a pretty decent defensive line, and that's it. We, on the other hand, have the best quarterback we've ever had in our franchise history. We have two elite wide receivers. We have three elite tight ends. We have above-average offensive line. We have an elite defensive line. You want to complain? Just thank God we're not the Tennessee Titans <laughs> or the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Always got to throw them in because you know why? F the Falcons. All right. Sorry. I, I, I hate to keep interrupting. Go ahead. That's okay. That's the point, right? Is to have a discussion. I'm okay with that. All right. So let's talk about the offensive lines. Oh. <laughs> They're, okay. The Buccaneers have allowed a sacks per pass attempt rate of 11.36, which ranks 30th in the NFL. Mainly because James Winston keeps scrambling out of the pocket, confusing his offensive line. Yes. The vast majority of his sacks has come because he's ran into people. Well, Tennessee's numbers are worse than that. I know. So there we go. I've been waiting to chomp on this bit. Yeah. (laughs) Their sacks per pass attempt rate is 15%. Jeez. Ours is 11%. Theirs is 15%. So on 15% of pass attempts, their quarterback's getting sacked. Uh, that has a lot to do with Mark, Marcus Mariota, too. He is probably one of the most uh, skittish quarterbacks I've ever seen. He's just very hesitant. He, he's kind of like Jameis, where he he it seems like every time he drops back, he wants to run. And that, that screws with an offensive line. But we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Titans got their first round pick, Jeffrey Simmons, back I last week. Yeah, he's, and he's a pretty He immediately dude. got his first sack. Yeah. Upon his return, he tore his ACL before the draft. Mm-hmm. How do you get drafted with a torn ACL? That's pretty impressive. Because he's a beast. <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty nasty dude. Okay, that's all I got. So you can just... All right, so so here's what I'm saying about the Tennessee Titans game. If you've got any money, put it on the Buccaneers because you're going to win your money. We are going to beat the living, ever-living crap out of these people. Here's the issues. Their defensive line is good. Okay, their secondary is okay, but they're not nowhere near the quality of our receivers. Their defensive line is good. If they scheme some stuff, you know, they might be able to get to Winston. Like, how good are they? And what are they good at? Top 10. What are they good at? The pass rush? Yes, pass rush. Yeah. So we could could possibly have a good run game with this. But with that in mind, our offensive line is better than most people think. I think we're going to be able to pretty much uh, squash them. We might, they might get two, maybe three sacks. Uh, so long as Jameis keeps his composure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. If James keeps his composure, they might get one, two sacks. But I'm averaging it out here. With Jameis with his happy feet, they might get three sacks. Their offensive line is basically a sieve. They're, they're, they're pretty good at run blocking from what I've seen, but you can't run on us. You can't do it. I mean, there's no blocking scheme in the world that can block us. 
You just can't do it. I mean, that's a you know, people might as well just throw out running against us as soon as they go walk on the field. Just just throw their their running plays out. They're not going to be a run on us at all. Henry does not go to the outside, and even if he did, doesn't matter. Uh, so our our defensive line is going to feast. We might have JPP back. Yeah, he returned to practice this week. He's been which you know I'm not. I mean, JPP is a monster. He's a beast. I mean, this guy. You know, you blow off your fingers and it doesn't stop you. He's he's great with pain. I mean, he was hurt last year. He still played. He's the kind of guy. He's a he's a manly man. He's going to go out there and do everything he can to win. Don't know how many snaps he'll get, but if he does play, don't know whose position he's going to take. Probably Nassib's on the left side. I can't see them taking Shaq out. I, I do. Here's one thing I will say about our defense. We've not been playing Shaq well the past two games, dropping him in coverage too much. Not give, he has been, every team has been focusing on him, uh, but we're going to feast. We are going to feast on Tannehill. Problem with Tannehill is he has no issues whatsoever with throwing to covered receivers. Our Carlton Davis, VH3, uh, these guys have got to step up and knock these balls down, get interceptions. But no, we're going to, we're going to just, we're going to curse off these guys. It's going to be nasty. I just looked it up and the uh, Tennessee. Titans defensive line is tied for ninth for sacks. Yeah, well, look who they play. They've got Atlanta. Right. They've got 19. Cleveland. You see, that's why the stats are just. Yeah. that shit out the window. Uh, if you have any extra money, put it on the Bucs this year. I, I'm putting money on the Bucs this week. We're up uh, two and a half points. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to slaughter that. We're, we're making a statement. And. Even if we don't, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is a do or die game for the Buccaneers and everything. No, it's not. No, it's not. If we go two and five, if we lose to the, the Titans at home, no big deal. It's not a division opponent. We're on a, what, five-game road tour? Yeah, we play Seattle next week. Seattle's the game. Boy, man, I am so looking forward to that. Oof. Oh, I am so looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, that's we are almost identical to Seattle. Stat-wise, you know, I'm a, I hate to be stat guys, but stat-wise, we're almost identical to them. I, th- I think I think we always play Seattle hard. Yeah. At Seattle. So I'm really, really, really excited about the Seattle game. This Tennessee game, I'm just kind of like, man. Because they're so boring. They I mean, we should win. If we don't, it's like, eh. Everyone's going to have a meltdown if we don't win this one. No, we're, we're going to curb stop them. 100%. I'm putting money on this. A lot of money, actually, because... Uh, that's how confident I am. This team, we we are a good team. We are a good team. I watch a lot of film. Aren't too many teams out there better than us as far as Jimmy and Jives, man. Aren't too many teams. And scheme-wise, yeah, we're top five offensively and defensively. So, yeah, we're taking the Titans down. As long as Winston doesn't have a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that's always – and you know what's funny? Everybody's like <clears> – <throat> Well, Winston always has good games after his bad games, you know. So he's going to have a string of three or four good games. So that's that uniformitarianism that I can't stand. You never know. You never know. I mean, Winston might get out there, get hit early, get skittish. Our offensive line might play like crap, you know, let some guys through. You never know what's going to happen. But what we need to do, and this is something that I haven't seen in the past two weeks, is playmakers. We don't, we're not having our playmakers. Nobody's making plays. Ryan Smith was a playmaker last year, but he was on special teams, so limited. Other than that, nobody was making plays. Evans was dropping balls. O.J. Howard was dropping balls. Chris Godwin, he was making plays. Well, Chris Godwin was doing Chris Godwin. Winston, he was crapping the bat all over the place. We don't really need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. But we weren't having – when Winston plays bad, this spectacular defense we have needs to step up a notch. That's not happening. It didn't happen last week. It didn't happen against uh, San Francisco. So they've got to learn, you know – you can't depend on Winston and Evans and Godwin and Rojo to do what they can do. This defense has got to play hard. They got to play physical. They got to play more physical than they have. We just got to punch people in the mouth. Uh, Tennessee's wide receivers—they're physical. That's scary with VH3. You know, he uh, Carlton Davis—he's more physical. He does get beat on the double moves and with the shifty receivers. We're not going to see that with Tennessee. So Carlton Davis—I'm not worried about a VH3. You know, these guys are the most physical receivers we've seen yet. And that might be a problem with Hargreaves. Unless, which I think he probably has, and I'm just speculating here. I'm sure B.A.'s come to him. You know, B.A.'s called him soft a couple times. 
B.A. is going to come to them and say, just beat these receivers up at the line of scrimmage and fight with them for every blade of grass down the field. So I think we're going to see that from B.A.'s three, hopefully. Um, we know Tannehill is going to throw to covered receivers. I think our length will defeat that. However, Humphreys is going to be an issue. He's going to be going up against Murphy. Murphy can't take him. Our linebackers are going to have to keep an eye on that. And I don't have a lot of confidence in our linebackers. And when I say our linebackers, I mean Devin White. Devin White is going to have to keep that middle locked down. Well, I hope that Levante, because he knows Adam Humphrey. Right, that's what I'm hoping, too. So you hope that Levante has kind of taken Devin under his wing and said, here's how he plays, this is what you do. Or maybe they'll have Levante on him. Delaney Walker. Injured. Is he playing? <laughs> he's always injured. He's in always. another one God, of those. he's like 50. I know. Um, His ankle, he hasn't practiced all week. I imagine Levante is going to be responsible for Delaney Walker a lot. He's going to make pass. He's going to make catches. Uh, Devin is going to give up a pass or two to Delaney. But like you said, I really hope Levante is cheating towards Humphreys and not Devin. Devin, I don't think Devin's prepared for Humphreys. Bunting... I don't think he can handle Humphreys. And let's make no mistakes. Tannehill will throw no matter if you're draped on these guys. We've seen Carlton Davis bat passes down. It's hard to throw on him when he's draped. The best way to beat Carlton Davis is with double moves, some speed. Uh, The best way to beat Hargreaves is with physicality. But if he's on you, he's going to knock the ball down and hopefully intercept it. Hargreaves or uh, Carlton Davis, same way. If he's anywhere near the receiver, he's going to knock it down or he's going to intercept it. The problem I'm worried about is uh, Humphreys. We don't have that guy that's going to stick to him and knock the ball down, defend it like we do on the outside. Delaney Walker, he's going to make his 40 yards, 50 yards. He's not He's not going to be a Greg Olson or a, any of the other tight ends that have really got some yardage on us. He's not going to do that. I, you know, he'll, he'll catch the ball, but I don't think he's going to hurt us as much. He's a possession tight end. So, anyhow, yeah, put your money on Buccaneers this week. Make some return on your investment as a fan. Falcons at Rams. The stands were almost empty. A third full, maybe. Falcons franchise is crashing and burning. Matt Ryan left the game injured. We don't know if he's going to uh, play this week. Matt Shaw <laughs> came in and played. Yeah, Matt Ryan will probably play, but who knows how long he'll last. I was surprised to hear talk that if Dan Quinn is fired that Matt Ryan might be on the hot seat too. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, they're paying him a ton of money. Now, now granted, Matt Ryan is a great quarterback. Great quarterback. I would take him. Not a good leader. That's the issue. Not a bad leader. He's just not elite. Titans. Here's an issue we're going to have with this game. They have passionate fans. Their stands are almost always full, which is crazy. Small market, but they got a huge fan base that show up for the games and they make noise. It was a problem with the Chargers last week. Well, we're used to that. Tannehill loves to target Humphreys. I think we're going to see a lot of that in this game. Like I said, man, we got to, uh, we're going to have to cheat. Our, our linebackers are going to have to cheat towards Humphreys. Saints beat the Bears. That sucked, but the Bears suck. So, <laughs> so this is a recap of last week. Yeah, recap happened? of last week. And uh, I just want to point out that, uh, again, talking about everybody else being wrong and me being right, <laughs> it's not. Eh, yeah, it is kind of that. Uh, Rick Stroud said in his podcast that we should put Ronald Jones as, as the running back. Everybody thinks that. Ronald Jones should be the lead running back. He's more explosive. Yes, so I see why people say that. But but there's more to being a running back than just running the ball. And his pass protection is atrocious. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. That's why he's not in all the time. Peyton Barber is a much better pass protector and... You know, truth be told, we need more of a pass protector running back than we do an explosive running back. Now, I will. I want to see Ronald Jones more. I want to see more explosion out of him. If we put him in, I want to see those explosive plays. Don't put him in for pass protection. It's not good, especially against this Tennessee defense. This is probably one of the toughest defensive lines we've, we're going to play as far as just pure pass rushing. They also said that, uh, and I'm talking about Rick Stroud here in his podcast, that uh, 76 and 74 gave up sacks early. That's not correct. Uh, 74, he fought with McCoy, and to me, he controlled McCoy. McCoy beat him to the inside, but he had the angle, and he had McCoy under control. Jameis Winston ran into McCoy. 
That was not Marpet's fault. I've heard everybody say that. Marpet got beat on that play. I don't think Marpet got beat on that play. If Winston wouldn't have ran, he wouldn't have ran into McCoy. And if he would have ran left instead of right, he probably would have made some yardage. But he ran right into the arms of Jerry McCoy. That was not Marpet's fault. 76, as far as I know, didn't give up any sacks. I think he had, and there was a gif of it. it definitely wasn't early in the game. There was a gif of it. It's like the one play where that defender got around him and it was a passing play. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was a sack. I think Jameis might have got the ball off. No. Or I don't know the if only, James got the ball uh, off. The only sack that could be attributed to Donovan Smith was when Jameis Winston ran into the guy that Donovan Smith was blocking. And, I, you know, I'm a homer, but I will call people out. Anybody on the team that screws up, and you know I've been hard on Donovan Smith for the past four years, but I'm telling you, that guy's playing good. And to talk crap about him while he's playing good, I think is a disservice. So let's give our guys some support. We're going into a uh, hostile stadium. A lot of fans are going to be there. More fans that show up for Buccaneers games. They're going to be loud. They're going to be aggressive because they think that their team is going to beat us. They see us as a limping, wounded team coming in, but we're not. You got money? Put it on the Buccaneers. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. We will have another podcast up Monday, it'll be our instant reaction to this whooping we're going to give on the Tennessee Titans. So make sure you tune in for that. Maybe we put in, put it up Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be Sunday. My bad. I'm, I'm still used to the off season. Normally we put them out Monday mornings, but this is an instant reaction. So it'll come out Sunday. We'll probably be instantly. Drunk. Instantly, we try to beat everybody else out. Sometimes we don't. That makes me mad. I'm like. Peter Cass beat us. Yeah, ah! they do. They do. They're pretty quick with their but stuff. They're, no, they're consistent. They, I think I have it at 10 Sunday nights. All right. Well, we're going to have ours out before 10. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, you might need a nap. Oh, you know I'm going to be <laughs> drunk as hell and happy, too, because I'm going to make some money this week. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.